Hey folks, welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. Um, so today's episode, I actually recorded like two months ago and just haven't got around to releasing it, but it's full of really good information. I definitely want to share it. So um, just want to let you know some of the information is definitely dated. Like um, since recording that podcast, I drew a Wisconsin bear tag and now I have two fall bear hunts and so I don't have the vacation to go on a spring bear hunt and so um, yeah so anyway some some of that information is dated but uh, anyway I'm sure that uh, you'll enjoy the podcast and it's another road rant episode I'm calling them where I'm just driving home from work but uh, anyway hope you enjoy and uh, thanks for tuning in hey everybody welcome to the bear hunting podcast Thanks for tuning in today. So, uh, all right, uh, this is sort of an impromptu podcast here. Uh, we had a guest originally slated for this weekend, and um, he had to reschedule. Got sick, so uh, anyway, he'll be on next weekend. But um, anyway, so this, so yeah, I'm kind of was like, well, what am I going to do here? Um, but then I realized, well, I've never really told the story about my hunt last year. What what happened? So. I figure, well, as I'm driving um, during my big long commute I'm doing right now, I would kind of fill you guys in. So anyway, um, so all right. So as longtime listeners have known, um, last year uh, I wanted to do just my local Michigan hunt. And um, so that's what I did last year. I kind of focused all my energy on that. And uh, so... See, trying to think of where this story would start. So the year, I guess we'll start the previous year. So the previous year, um, with bear hunting. So we're talking 2017. Um, 2017, I had I had started a new spot, um, and I struggled because there was a lot of pressure in that spot. There's a lot of hunters, other bear hunters there, and it was a great spot. I had tons of bear activity, but um, in the end, I had to resort to. Um, using my buddy Clint's hounds to help me get a bear. Um, and so, I mean, and that was a lot of fun and I'm glad I did it. Um, but you know, that's not, I don't want to have to have somebody basically bail me out for lack of better terms. Right. Um, you know, that's basically what happened and it was, it was great. And, and I hate to say that cause it was still a, a great hunt and the ending was perfect. I would say for that year, cause I had struggled so much and then to have come in and have that happen was really, really awesome. But you know, I, I pride myself in being a, um, a really good bait hunter and, um, to, have to rely on another method to seal the deal was, it's not really what I want. You know, I take pride in being able to, uh, you know, do it all over bait by myself and, you know, let's back up a little bit. So, so, um, I'm assuming that everybody, you know, knows what I'm talking about. Maybe they don't. So I'm going to back up a little bit. All right. So me, Matt Schumann, the host of this podcast, I live in the UP of Michigan and, um, the way our season structured here, we do not have a spring season. It's only fall and we have three seat and it's, it's, we have three seasons and 
they're all in the fall. They go September 10th is the first one, September 15th is the second, and September 3rd is the third. Uh, or, wait, sorry, I said that wrong. September 15th is the second, September 25th is the third season. There we go. Um, and the way it works is the second and third, well, starting the second season, you can use hounds. Uh, all seasons, you can use bait. And now, kind of where I live at here in the UP, um, it is, the terrain makes it impossible to use spawn stalks. You have to use either bait or hounds, um, effectively. Um, and so, uh, and then there's, the way it works is that you have to uh, put in for, it's a, it's a lottery for, well, it's a preference point lottery for um, these bear tags, and they only, it's, a, it's a limited quota, and the way it's kind of set up is, you know, during the bait only season, first season, um, a lot of people want that hunt, so it takes anywhere from four to ten years to draw one of these tags, and for the second season, it's about every other year, um, because people assume that it's harder to hunt over bait with hound, or when the hounds are out. And then the third season, like people think that they're like junk tags, and so usually you can draw those either every year or every other year, as long as you put in for them. And the second season can any, be anywhere from every other year to every like three or four years. So um, anyway, I like to hunt bear every year. So the way I have to do it in Michigan is I have to put in for those late season tags. Well, you got a, a number of things happening in those late seasons. You got a lot of other hunters getting out there. Um, you got a lot of bear hunters out there. You got small game hunters that are out grouse hunting, for instance. Um, you've got, you know, the hounds are running around, which, um, you know, it's it puts extra pressure on the bears. Um, and then you've also got guys getting ready for deer hunting in a couple weeks, in a week, basically. And so it, it tends to be a very hard hunt. Also. Um, the other thing too is, you know, it's end of September is very much getting into a fall pattern here and bears just naturally start to kind of shut down. Um, they can, depending on the weather, um, that'll come into play later, but, uh, they, um, they kind of start to shut down a little bit, some of them. And then also you've got a lot of the acorns start dropping and, um, you know, that can cause bears that are in your area to leave to go for acorns so um yeah you know well i'll get to that later so all right so where am i going from here um the so that that's kind of the season structure right so i'm hunting that third season and i've done this successfully for um, this will be my seventh year. Last year was my seventh year bear hunting in Michigan, third season tags. And I've killed a bear every single one of those years. Um, and uh, very much pride and only over bait, except for my last year, which except for 2017, which is with hounds. And um, something I was, you know, very happy to do, and it was great, right? So this year, um, you know, the previous year I had troubles. And so I had said, well, I want to start a brand new spot. And I had so much pressure. I said to myself, I had a couple things at play, I guess. Um, 
number one, I had so much pressure that I was like, you know, I need to find a spot that's going to be so far away from people that nobody's going to be out there. It's just me and the bears. And that was number one. And now number two, um, you know, I mentioned acorns just a minute ago. Um, one of my tactics for doing late season bears has been, you know, when I say late season, I'm talking the September 25th season where, you know, there's no other natural food really happening other than, you know, basically acorns, um, around here, the, the only late season food is the acorns. Um, you know, other than that, I don't know what, there's not really a whole lot bears have to eat. All of it's kind of incidental. So I have always said that, because I found this to be true previously, was that I always try to find a spot where there's acorns. Not necessarily like a high oak ridge, but where there's, you know, maybe a swamp meeting up an oak with an oak ridge or something. And that's where I like to set up my bait sites. And, um, so that, and you know, I, I've told people that many, many times, like, Hey, you know, you've got, if you want to hunt the late season, you have to be around acorns. Now, uh, you know, oak trees with acorns. Now, um, I want to preface this, the, the way the terrain is around here, oak trees are not everywhere. They're in groves and you got to find them. And you know, they're not everywhere. Like you can go, I don't know, a lot of places where oak trees are just everywhere. You know, and so this tactic doesn't really work, but around here, you know, it, uh, where I live is sort of the mix of you, the eastern hardwoods meets the boreal forest of the north, and so you've got a lot of really mixed habitat, but it tends to be, you know, clumped together, and so in order to find these oak groves, you know, once you find them, they're basically, you'll find pockets of bears in the late season, and um, depending on the area, right? I mean, you can't go in an oak grove, grove next to a town and find them, but, you know, if you're out in the woods and, you know, especially if there's a swamp nearby and you find an oak grove, that's a great spot for bears, um, in the late season. So, and sorry if I'm talking weird, I got a, I don't know, kind of cold going on here too. So, um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, so anyway, that is a tactic I've used and it, it's been extremely successful for me. And, you know, I've been saying that, but since I've started this podcast, I've talked to a lot of people and, you know, a lot of successful bear hunters I've talked to and, and stuff, they, you know, they didn't seem real keen on the oak thing. And, you know, they're just like, oh, you just got to be by a swamp. You just got to be by a swamp. That's where the bears are. And, you know, um, not to knock any of my previous guests or anything, but I'm just, you know, that was what they kind of hinted at and that food was a very secondary thing. And, and I kind of thought, well, you know, maybe, maybe I'm putting too much emphasis on this oak thing, right? Maybe, you know, maybe I'm just seeing, you know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that. And so where, where I decided to to the unit I decided to draw a bear for, oak trees aren't, at least where I was going to hunt, um, oak trees aren't super prevalent, but it's really, really swampy. I mean, extremely swampy. And, um, and so I thought, well, you know, maybe this year we'll just make an exception. And, 
almost as an experiment. Let's go somewhere where you know there's going to be bears and there's all kinds of other food sources um, earlier on and there's no oaks, but maybe they'll find some else to eat. And maybe they'll stick around, right? And so that was kind of how I went into this season was, you know, let, let's look for that. So, you know, doing a lot of map work in the off season and all that, I found you know, the spot. I looked on the map and I said, you know, I, I use a bunch of different stuff. Um, um, the Michigan DNR has got a good, pretty good mapping system. I use Onyx maps. I use, uh, just Google earth. Um, you know, and I go over all that stuff and, um, kind of compare everything. And I found like the spot. I said, I'm going to check this out. And, um, and actually if you're, if you follow my Instagram page, I went out there, must have been in April, I went out to this, like, generally this spot, and I took a, I took a Instagram story of it, and, um, it was all snowy, but that's actually where I was, it was at my, my spot, and I was like, hey, this is cool, and so, um, anyway, fast forward, I went and started checking it out, I've checked it, because I hadn't had a bait there or anything, right, and I checked it out periodically throughout the summer, and, um, you know, it was looking good. And then right before baiting season, I went out there and, um, as I kind of predicted, there was all kinds of natural food in there for the early part of the season. There was, I mean, it was a giant raspberry patch. There was black cherries in there. There was, um, all kinds of good stuff. And sure enough, the bears were in there heavy. Um, I found some giant piles of bear scat in there. I said, this is a great spot. And uh, you can see the bear trails mowed through the raspberries. I'm like, this is a good spot. And, and again, I want to say this, you know, make this very clear. The, the raspberries, you know, they stick around for the early season. But by the time September 25th rolls around, there is no berries left. There's no cherries left. There's just nothing, you know. And so, but for this early season, they were there. And I said, great. And so, um, I set up a bait site, my, my bait site there. So, um, the way it works is August 10th in the UP, you can start baiting bears. And so that's when I started. Um, got out there pretty early that morning. And um, let's see, how did this work? Um, yeah, anyway, so I, I got out there. I got out there uh, that morning of the 10th, right? Not, not too early, but relatively early. And I went out and, went and set up my bait site. And, um, um, you know, with all, you know, I pulled out all the stops. My, I forgot what I was using. I, I'm sure I made some homemade granola. I made, um, I forgot what else I put out there. Maybe a little trail mix. Of course, lots of Betum 907 products. And, um, and so, anyway, and then, oh, okay, so this is, so... When I went out there, um, I, I had to walk. So it was so far out there. And when I say far out there, um, I'm not so sure there's anywhere east of the Mississippi that's further away from civilization. I mean, I was way out there. Um, and so the way it works, I drove my truck to sort of this little area. And from there, I, had to, I could drop my four-wheeler off and drive another, like, mile into the woods um, you know, and, and load up my baits, and that was how I was going to bait, and I was doing basically bomber bait runs, where, you know, you load up a bait site once a week, and call it good, 
And so, but the problem is my my truck had broken down um, before, right before baiting season. And uh, something minor, but I couldn't drive it. And so I had to, um, it, I didn't have my truck. And so I had to drive out there in my Jeep, which I couldn't haul my four-wheeler with. And I, on opening day, I said, well, um, I'm just going to walk out there with a little bit of bait and um, put that out there and then I'll come back um, in a couple days or a day or something, two days. I, yeah, because what happened was I competed in my um, strongman competition the 11th. And so I said, well, I'm going to hike out this bit of bait out here and then come back the 12th and rebait it and bait it up good. And uh, so and that's what I did. Um, and so I baited out and, and everything was fine. Well, I come back the, what day was that? The the 12th. And I noticed that there's four-wheeler tracks going down this two-track. And, and like I said, this is the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, what in the world? There is no, I'm like, is there, I mean, the only reason somebody's out here is to bear bait. I mean, that that's how much of the bush this is. And I'm like, how is, sorry, my phone slid there. Um, if you heard some ruffling there, I don't know. But, uh, anyway, I said, oh man, it's, is somebody seriously baiting out here? I drove all the way out here and there's somebody baiting on this very two track. You've got to be kidding me. And so I debated whether, you know, I, and I went out there and baited and, um, it had been hit a little bit, not much, but it had been hit. And, uh, and I said, okay, well, you know, what do I do here? And I was pretty mad because I'm like, I put so much thought in this spot. And I mean, I couldn't have been more far away from people. And here I am. And there's somebody driving down this two track. And so, um, anyway, I came back the next weekend and I went out there and the bait was hit and the bait was hit really good. Well, okay. So I was, I was very upset about, it, and I actually went out and I said, I'm just going to clear off my spot. And I went out there, and I noticed there wasn't any fresh four-wheeler tracks. And I said, okay, that's interesting. And then I checked my trail camera, and there was really good bear activity on this bait site. And not just that, but a, a big bear had come in. And I went, whoa, okay. And so I said, huh, well, maybe, because people have been telling, you know, I talked to people, and they're like, well, maybe it's actually just somebody out there four-wheeling. I said, very unlikely, but... I don't know, maybe, and, and since there wasn't any fresh four-wheeler tracks there, I said, well, you know, maybe there actually isn't anybody out here, and so I kind of just said, well, you know, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna bait it up and keep it going, so, um, anyway, season progresses, and a couple weeks go by, and, um, you know, I was only checking it once a week, and the bait site's looking really, really good, um, I started getting a lot of bears on there and it, I mean, it's a brand new bait site and it's looking great. I'm like, cool. And, uh, anyway, there was one day, um, one of the Saturdays I decided to bring my wife and kids out with me not, not to, um, they didn't go all the way up to the bait site with me, but they hung out in a little area where I dropped four wheeler off and, you know, let the kids play out in the woods and all that. And, uh, um, so we, I'm driving out there and, I'm driving out there and um, I'm on my four-wheeler and all of a sudden I hear my four-wheeler get really really loud. I'm like, what in the world? And I turn around 
and I like dawned on me like, hey, there's it sounds like there's a four wheeler right next to me. I turned around and it was almost scary because I'm in the middle of nowhere, not expecting to see anybody. And lo and behold, there's a guy with bait buckets on his four wheeler right behind me. I mean, he's like five feet from me. I'm like, Whoa! I was. I don't know if you, any of you have ever had that experience where you're out in the bush and like by yourself and all of a sudden somebody's there and you're so startled to see another human. You're like, what in the world? So anyway, I get out. I'm like, oh no, it's a, it's a bear hunter. And I get out and it's actually a guide. It's a guide who has, has been his spot forever. And I'm the guy that showed up down the two track, down his spot. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Of all the places for there to be somebody here, and so, anyway, I talked to this guy, and we've been talking, and, uh, um, you know, it came clear that he has the first season hunters, and I am third season. So, I mean, there's two weeks that separate us from hunting. And I said, well, over two weeks. And I said, well, we, we kind of talked, we're like, well, he's going to be cleared out of here by the time I go to hunt. It's very unfortunate that we're down the same two track. I mean, we're, we're separated by a little bit, not, not very far, but we are separated. And I said, well... You know, we kind of agreed, you know, hesitantly that, yeah, you know, it sort of sucks, but, you know, it's, it is what it is. And, you know, we're not like we're going to be hunting at the same time. So we'll just kind of roll with it. So that was a nice thing. And I share that because, you know, it's, it's, you don't have to freak out when somebody's in your spot, you know, even though I technically got there first, you know, but it had been in spot for a while. So it's, you know, a very mutual, you know, sucks, but it is what it is. Right. And, um, and so this guy, uh, I forget even his name. I'm not going to share his name anyway, but, um, yeah, anyway, so he, uh, he was a good guy. Um, giving props for that. Very understanding. We were both, you know, tried our best to accommodate, but anyway, he, it's kind of funny. Um, he was telling me that, uh, he's like, yeah, you know, this year he, he was telling me he went, came out every th- every third day, I think, to bait. And he, it seemed like he was putting out about five gallons of bait site yeah, for every three days. He said, yeah, you know, this year it just doesn't seem like I'm seeing the bears. And I didn't have the, uh, the, the nerve to tell him. I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to ruffle any feathers. But I'm like, well, it's because I'm putting out, you know, about 55 gallons of bait a week. And uh, I'm using the best bear attractants in the world, you know, that are specially tailored for this area and that's why you're not seeing the bears (laughs) so anyway and I also didn't want to mention my bear activity because at this point I had um um gotten the uh you know on my Instagram I share pictures of this bear I'll share them again but uh um I started to get pictures of so let me backtrack a little bit. When I went into the spot, right, I saw some bear scat on, on the trail. And I knew this was kind of the area that there was going to be a big bear. That This just has to be where a big bear hangs out. And all of a sudden, you know, as, as I started baiting, I started getting pictures of this bear called Scarside. And um, because he had a noticeable, like, scar on the side of his, like, belly. But this bear was a massive bear. And I don't know how much he weighed. I threw out the number 400 pounds. Nobody will know to you shoot him, right? But this bear was smart. But he had actually been coming in because I was so close to his spot. He was coming in during the day um, sometimes. Not often, but every so often he would come in during the day. And um, and he was frequently at this bait site. And I was like, oh, man, I should have pitched. I was so excited about this bear. Because, I mean, I'd put in the work to try to find a bear like this. 
and uh, it was cool that he was around. And so, anyway, um, so this is like right before his. So when I met that guy, it was right before first season started, and so we uh, we just kind of agreed to whatever. And um, and of course, I didn't tell him that Scar's side around because I don't I don't want him knowing there's a 400 pound bear down the same two track, right? And so, anyway, I kept that hush. And, um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, and for bait, too, that I was using my granola mix, I got trail mix later on. I was using a lot of trail mix I was putting in there, uh, frosting, um, what else was I using? Uh, yeah, I had fro- a lot of white frosting I put into there. I was putting pie mix into there, pie filling, I should say, um, lots of, uh, blueberry sweet surrender from Batum 907 uh and for spray um I use my my final dessert that I really like um final dessert bear tart too I really like that stuff and then uh the one thing I was using that we uh Jess and I were sort of experimenting with we talked about on the podcast we did a little bit but um I used uh we wanted to come up with sort of a late season like Michigan scent and so we came up with this thing called Michigan Mash, and uh, it, you know, it, it worked really good. And I, I said on there that one of the ingredients is cherry, and that it, that is, um, there's other ingredients I won't say, but uh, um, that worked phenomenally well. Uh, it seemed like when I used that, there was definitely an uptick in bear activity. It seemed like more bears found the site after I used that. And I think it's because you know when I started to use it, there was uh, the raspberries were sort of waning off, and the black cherries were um starting to really come out and uh and so I think that really helped to pull them you know pull more bears like hey there's cherries here so um anyway so all that said so um trying to think here uh bear activity kept going up and up and up which is great and I was putting up but I was going once a week putting out a barrel bait or so and then, um, yeah, it was about second season, uh, start of second season. And, and from what I, from my understanding, I was the only people out in this spot were me and that guide. And, uh, the guide had one of his hunters, what he told me later on is he, he had one hunter on opening day, shoot a smaller bear, 120 pounds or whatever, hundred pounds, something like that, smaller bear. And that was it. And then that basically wasn't touched. So, you know, he's out of the equation and there's no other hunters around me. There's no, um, there's no bird hunters out there. There's no hound hunters. There's no anybody. And so it's just me and the bears. Well, um, about the last week before season, everything was going good. Uh, I had tons of bears, tons of daytime bears. Scar side was coming in during the day. It looked great. And then all of a sudden the weather shifted. Yeah. Well, couple things happened all the natural food went away and I noticed when that happened the bear eating eating levels went way way up um and you know I've been going out once a week 55 gallons or bait or so and I think it was I don't know somewhere between I forget what when but um right before season 
once the natural fuel came off, the bears hit the bait site and they clobbered it so bad they cleaned out all 55 gallons in three days. And um, the bait site basically was cold for three or four days. And I mean, there was there was a bear that came through. Once they they once that bait site was cleaned out, they didn't come back. And you know, doing the that's sort of one of the downfalls of the bomber bait runs is that. Um, if they don't, you know, if there's no bait there, they're gone. And if there's no natural food in the area, which there was, but then, you know, it had cleaned off, they have no reason to stay. So they're gone. And, um, so that's one of the problems with the bomber bait run deal is, I mean, it, you got to use it if you can, right? But if, um, yeah, you got to use it if you, if you can, if that's all you have. But if you, be there a little more often that's definitely better to save you from you know, your bait site going being empty for days so anyway um so the first thing that happened was you know they cleaned out my bait and didn't come back basically i came out there and went, wow they ate so much and then i put bait out and then i noticed there was like two bears left on the bait site um it's like what in the world and then the second thing that happened was um the weather shifted and um i've never seen this during the bear season uh that i hunt um but we actually had like sleet so um like freezing rain deal it was about 32 degrees i bundled up like it was doing a late october bow hunt for opening day of bear season it was pretty crazy um to say the least and uh yeah that was weird so anyway, um, that happened. Now, when, when it turns cold like that, it's not like deer where, you know, oh, activity went up with bears. Their activity goes down when it turns cold like that. They do not, you know, I, I don't know. It's something inside. I don't understand. I don't think anybody really understands it. But there's something with the cold that naturally turns off a bear's metabolism. It slows them down and they stop eating. And that's what happened to me. So I went from... I don't even know how many bears. I had somewhere between five and ten different bears on this bait site. I went from that to two, and they went totally nocturnal. Um, we're not coming out in the day. I take that back. One of them did once, and that was the small one. So, anyway, I get to season, and my bears are gone. Um, there is, there's two bears. And actually, Scar's side, that, that big bear was still there, but... He was 100% nocturnal. Um, he was coming in at 1 in the morning, and that was it. And so there was that. And then um, uh, the other thing was um, this: the other bear was pretty small, right? And so I went out there, and, uh, um, you know, I've been checking the trail camera. And so I hunted... Um, Let's see. So that, so I went out there and um, top it all off. So I'm sitting out there. My bears are gone. It's cold. It's freezing rain on me, and um, I noticed <laughs> coming into the bait site that there was wolf tracks uh, near in the mud, but I didn't really pay attention to them. Like, oh yeah, whatever. Well. I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, 
I hear, you know, right as soon as the sun set, and I went, oh no, you gotta be kidding me, they were a little ways off, and then as the sun kept setting, they kept getting closer and closer and closer, until right at last light, there was wolves on the other side of me, like you've, they literally came by the bait, so I'm like, you've gotta be kidding me, and, and for listeners that have been with me for a while, you know that my wolf encounters, and it's just, it's like, <laughs> like pouring salt in the wound here with this bear season is that on top of it, I got wolves coming by my bait site. So I don't know if that played a part in, in scaring off the bears. I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know, but I didn't, they, I didn't have any trail cameras of the wolves, but the fact that they were around that close, you know, coming by the bait site, I don't know. I don't know if it helped or not, but, um, yeah, anyway, so yeah, so I, I gave it a good try, but you know, it just didn't come together. Basically I had every single bad thing that could happen. Um, you know, with a bear season happened to me last year. I mean, literally people right on top of me, uh, brand new site weather. Oh, and top it all off, there was a natural bumper crop of acorns this year. And so, um, yeah, if it would have been my oak trees, there would have been bears there like crazy because that's probably where the bears that left my bait site went um yeah and and you know I've talked about this but bears and I've seen this on my on my bait sites that are near oak trees is that um you'll get brand new bears show up during late season that's because bears literally migrate out of their normal areas to go feed on acorns and so um anyway so that's probably where those some of those bears went so um yeah, so for the first time in seven years, I did not get a Michigan bear, uh, and that was last year. It was very, very unfortunate, and um, so, you know, I was bummed, and, you know, I could, and honestly, maybe if I would have hunted the whole October, you know, into October and really gave it a try, maybe I could have connected on a little bear or something, um, but the reality is, you know, I I don't hunt professionally or anything like that. I don't have a month to sit around trying to shoot a bear. You know, I've got to work and I have limited vacation time. And, um, basically the other thing that was happening was I had three whitetail tags in my pocket, uh, doe tags, um, plus two buck tags, which is one of the perks of living in Michigan is a crazy liberal whitetail season on, you know, big, you know, big woods bodied bucks and, uh, or deer. And, um, you know, my goal is to fill my family's freezer with game meat every year. And, uh, it, you got to look at, well, I can spend a whole bunch of vacation to shoot a little bear, or I can go and in a couple days start bow hunting and pretty easily kill deer, right? Cause we've got a lot of deer around here. And so I said, well, cut my losses and let's get after the deer. And that's what I did. I ended up shooting, uh, I filled all three doe tags in a week. So, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. And funny story, I was sitting there and this, is, this, this proves it right here. This makes me just angry, not angry, but, um, anyway, I'm sitting there. Uh, it was my third night sitting deer hunting and, 
I'm sitting there, and where I deer hunted was actually in Oak Ridge, because that's where the deer goes to feed on acorns when they start dropping. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, and I'm and I want to, you know, I'm in a different unit, right? Like I was bear hunting in a very different bear unit than um, where I was deer hunting, and uh, so I'm sitting there, and, and all of a sudden I see black, you know, coming out of the woods. I'm like what in the world and sure enough here comes this little bear i mean i don't know little maybe 150 pounds or something i don't know i mean it's a smaller bear but i don't know um i'd be lying if i said i wouldn't have shot it if i was in the right unit but (laughs) anyway i wasn't in the right unit so i'm not gonna poach a bear obviously so um i took a video that i'll post it's hilarious so i'm sitting there and here comes this bear and also i'll you know note that in michigan you're allowed to bait for deer oh in the up you're allowed to bait for deer and so i had some deer apples out and lo and behold here comes this bear coming in this deer these deer apples and i was like you have got to be kidding me and so this bear comes waltzing right into my deer apples and i had to i i sat there and took a video of him i laughed at it for a minute and then i had to yell at him because i'm like hey i can't have a bear on my deer pile so i yelled at him say hey bear get out of here and uh scared him off but it was within bow range i could have killed him it was just such a joke so anyway <laughs> just just the most ridiculous bear season i've had like everything that could have gone wrong did and so and then when i'm not hunting for bears i could have killed one so it is what it is so anyway but lessons learned on this right so you know um not every hunt's successful for one and despite doing everything you can you're still at nature's mercy you know um it doesn't matter what you're using for bait what you're using for attractants what's your your setup you know it doesn't matter if you got a good crosswind coming off uh you know or your backs to a, you know a swamp that's got good thermals or whatever it doesn't really matter um if things naturally don't work out for you and this is why it's hunting it you can't do anything about it right um you know i spent so much time researching a spot and you know it just didn't work out so um yeah and just because you put in the hard work does not guarantee you're going to kill a bear right and so uh yeah i guess that's kind of the big lesson is even the best laid out plans don't work and the other lesson i really want to share is you know if you, if you know something works just because somebody says meh you know if you know what's working for you stick to it right like i'll tell you 100 percent for sure um couple things are working for me um right now you know i'm in process of moving back to where i used to live when i kind of really fell in love with bear hunting and where that is is uh there's a lot more um oak trees and i don't want to give this away too much but basically bears literally migrate to where where this is where i found out about this is where i used to bear hunt bears literally migrated into this area because that's where i first started noticing hey there's a bunch of you know when they said the season is supposed to start getting worse it's getting better for me because i'm seeing all these brand new bears show up this is cool and so that's kind of where i first picked up on the whole oak tree acorn bear migration kind of deal and uh you know and so 
that's where I'm moving back to. So I'm going to be able to take take fully advantage of that here this season, which I'm really excited about. But um, even if I wasn't, um, I would definitely be transitioning back to trying to find a spot where there's you know good oak groves to where I can, you know hunt late season bears because that's where they are. And you know you just can't fight the fact that bears if they don't have food they leave. And especially in the late season, during the early season, it's it's much more forgiving because there's food everywhere. And so if you're by where bears want to bed down and stuff, and there's going to be food nearby, so it doesn't really matter. But, you know, and I'm sure this applies to all kinds of other places, right? Not just Michigan and oak trees, right? I'm sure it applies to all kinds of places. But if you're not by where the bears are going to need food, you know, they're not going to stick around a swamp with no food. They're going to go and get food. And so... Um, and I, I firsthand saw that very, very clearly. So, um, you know, and so I, I want to, you know, I'm doubling down on my, my bear theory here, my late season bear theory. And I really, I think I'm, I'm living proof of why it works and why it, you know, (laughs) I can, I'll definitely test up and down forever and ever now that, you know, that you can't, you gotta be where the bears are, not where you're. Not where they were in August, not where they were early September, but where they are late September or whenever you're hunting, you know. So, anyway, that's it. But, so, I'm the Bear Hunting Podcast host without a bear. Very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. But, um, I am very well into game meat. Um, So, yeah, I got a lot of deer this year, so I, I can't really complain about that. But, um yeah so anyway but this year um we're going crazy on the bear hunts um i'm not saying where i'm going spring hunting but i fully plan lord willing to go uh spring bear hunting on a very very cool bear hunt which i will spill the beans eventually but not yet it's too early to like this is what i'm doing and then things change or something you know but um i fully plan on you know committed to doing a pretty cool spring bear hunt and then um and then I plan to uh, do my normal fall Michigan hunt, but I'm going to be back where I really want to be bear hunting, so it'll be pretty good. Um, all right, folks, well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, sorry if this was just more of a ramble, but I'm basically just driving home, and uh, um, it's a long commute, and uh, so I figure, well, instead of leaving you guys hanging for the week, I might as well tell you the story or whatever, so... All right, folks, uh, thanks for tuning in, and catch you later. Hey, folks, one more thing. Um, so I keep forgetting to spread this out or spread this information to you guys, but uh, I definitely want um, to get it out there. So um, for those of you that uh, listen to this podcast, you'll know that uh, the podcast is partnered with um, Batum 907 Bear Attractants. And uh, like I've said many times, you know, I refuse to partner with anybody that uh, I don't believe in and that, you know, the only reason I'm, I'm willing to partner with them is because I would use them regardless of whether they were partnered with the podcast or not. And so um, I couldn't recommend Brenda more. Um, you know, I, I use their products, their, their scent attractants myself. I wouldn't use anything else. Um, they're just phenomenal ways to enhance your bait sites get more bears coming in um just i mean it's it's a game changer if you've never used scent attractants 
Um, it's it's a game changer on your bait. It, it takes your bait. The, the second you put it out, if you got, especially if you have trouble getting multiple bears coming in and stuff, like if you got one bear coming in, it, it, it just, it's mind blowing how well it works. I mean, you'll have bears just poof, show to nowhere. It's, it's awesome stuff. So assuming you're in the area, you know, if you go set up in, you know, somewhere there's no bears, not going to make bears appear out of nowhere. But you know, if you're in an area that has bears that, you know, you know, there's bears around, but they're just not showing up. I'll tell you what, you need to get yourself some scent attractants and uh, specifically Batum 907 attractants. So they come in, I mean, absolutely any flavor you can think of um, that would attract a bear and all kinds of different options in terms of how you're going to get the scent out there. But uh, anyway, um, if you're bear baiting and you want to use some of the stuff, uh, Jess at Batum 907 um, has given me a code for you guys to use for... Um, 15% off any purchase that you make there. So um, if you go ahead and use the code BHP15, that's BHP15, all capitals, um, you'll get 15% off your purchase there. And uh, yeah, it'll little little discount for you. And uh, definitely appreciate, appreciate you uh, supporting them and thereby supporting us. And uh, yeah. So, okay, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.